the college basketball experience Sun Belt Fun Belt edition of the college or the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use the code SGPN for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app and visit hofbets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today and start making smarter bets today. Plus, we're brought to you by our own MMA gambling podcast. They just launched their own YouTube channel, so get over there, celebrate. We're giving away an MMA gambling podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Slash MMA hoodie for all details today. Yes, 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 yes. Woo-wee. Welcome to the college basketball experience. Sunbelt fun belt action. Here we go, baby. I love this league. This league, I mean, you got you got regional rivalries, whether it's the Georgia schools, Coastal Carolina, you got UL Monroe, South Alabama, the Jaguars, Troy Trojans, Texas State. Got a little bit of everything here, and obviously. Been an underrated football league, but on the hardwood. I mean, they had a pretty good year as well. The Marshall Thundering Herd in the in the state of West Virginia. Let's go. I mean, it got a little bit of everything in this league. If you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And uh, joining me this evening to dive into a little fun belt action. Uh, you know, he was at the Detroit Lions game with his Stormin' LeBaron going across town, you know. He's known to you know, bring in a couple chicks in that Lumberon, so he is Noah Beanick, the guy behind the scenes, a.k.a. 77. Noah Beanick, what was up? Congrats on your Lions victory, and welcome back to the college basketball experience. I think you're muted. You're used to being in the Lumberon. Yeah, my bad. Thanks, Mac. What's <laughs> going on today? It was a great, great night for Detroit sports yesterday. You know, uh, Starting off with the Lions, great Monday night win. It was never really in doubt. We could actually, like, if you're talking about, like, the max amount of points that we had, we had a fumble at the goal line. We threw a pick in the red zone and also threw a pick six. That game could have been, like, 40, like, 44 to 7, I think it was, that I was counting. So it was, like, just nuts that uh, this team is so good. Um, And it's, like, the best team that I can remember for the Lions. (laughs) But also – we had a Red Wings game on yesterday. We had a Pistons game on yesterday. So it was a great, great scene in the city for sure. But everybody in the Honolulu Blue, everybody drunk on the Kool-Aid. Uh, feels good. Um, how was the shows yesterday with Nick Pamelot and Colby? Good. I'm trying to even remember what we dove into. Uh, Patriot League. Um, uh, yeah, we dove into the Patriot League and we drove into the Summit. The Summit, yeah. So go check out Summit those previous. WCC, right? WCC and, you know. Not to give away my hand on the Patriot League, I was saying giving away a Colgate and Gonzaga parlay, but Nick and I decided to go with Colgate and Vermont instead, and I'm glad I did because I I didn't take Gonzaga to win the WCC. So <laughs> you guys can call me crazy all you want, so go check out those episodes 
uh, and find out who I took. Um, this league was batshit crazy last year, and this was so top heavy. Just recapping it: Southern Miss fourteen and four, Marshall thirteen and five, Louisiana thirteen and five, James Madison, those Dukes twelve and six. You got Troy and ODU at eleven and seven each. Then you had a shitload of teams that were nine to nine: South Alabama, App State, Georgia Southern. This league. I felt like truly any team could win on any given night. And that's what happened in the tournament too. I believe we had what Louisiana versus South Alabama in the final, a three versus an eight. Um, we loved this league last year, Noah. And this, I I'm looking forward to diving into this league this year because I think that they could get a team into the tournament and actually win a tournament game. Louisiana pushed Tennessee last year as well. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with the first thing that you said where there really is kind of a, a top tier and a bottom tier, but in, in the conference as a whole, there's a lot of parity. On any given night, anybody can beat anybody. Um, and that goes to show, I mean, Southern Miss, they were 1-17 in their final year at Conference USA. They won the Sun Belt regular season. <laughs> so I know, it's beautiful. I, just just mayhem. And then you mentioned it with the conference tournament, the final. Um, we, we took a couple of long shots. I think I even sprinkled on UL Monroe, who was like a very big dog. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this, the Sun Belt is fun. Uh, that's why it is monikered the Fun Belt, because yeah, yeah. There's, there's just a lot of really good teams here. Um, and then you just got to hope that one of the top teams can eke it out in the tournament and get into the big dance and ho hopefully pr represent your conference the best and try to knock off the big team. Absolutely. Uh, so let's dive into the Sun Belt. Let's go because this is a big league. So we got to get going. We got 14 teams to dive into. And well, we will be doing the Missouri Valley later, which is yes, one sir. of my personal favorites. I mean, everybody listening knows, hey, Mac, you say you like every league. I do like every league, other than the ACC. They can, they can kiss my ass. I hate that league. But other than that, I love every I grew up league. rooting for the ACC, though. I did. I did. I was in ACC country yeah. in the state of Virginia. I'm actually technically in ACC country now, and I see all these freaking hippies walking around with their loafers. Freaking, I get, get out of here. You guys are 20 years behind times. Yeah. Enjoy Cal and Stanford. Speaking of, I mean, we're recording this on Halloween night. I mean, kind of dropped yes. the ball on that part. My dog's favorite night of the year. I mean, holy shit. He was losing his mind at every little kid that's walking up in a mask. Like two, <laughs> <laughs> some, some listeners know, like they can hear my dog barking in the background at some points, but it was like, you know what, Mac? Let's push it back. We had it scheduled for seven. Yeah, like, no let's doubt. do it after Halloween. <laughs> so yes, no they don't doubt. have to hear all that nonsense. And we got a little action going on. The chips are live. Let's go, baby. Me and Dougie were all over this. Let's it was go. snowing during Halloween. All these kids are trekking it through the blizzard, getting their candy. <laughs> good, good. We don't need to train them for dome football. They they need to man <laughs> up. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go over to the Mountaineers. They got the greatest mascot. Uh, this this has been a solid little program under Dustin Kearns, who came over from Wofford, uh, already in his fifth season uh, in Boone, North Carolina. Last year, 516 and 16 overall, nine and night in the fun belts. Uh, bring a lot back. I mean, they only lose two guys in Tyree Boykin and Debaji Walker, who averaged 15 points a game between the two of them. High major transfer coming in, Miles Tate from the Butler Bulldogs. They also. Uh, bringing in a junior college guy in Trayvon Spillers from Moberly area, um, and then a couple of freshmen in ETN, Struthers, and Jordan Marsh. 
I mean, kind of looking at this team, man, I got to think that they're going to be a little bit better based off of the experience that they bring back. Uh, they, they only lose a couple guys, but I I like the, the, the core that's majority 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 back. I don't, I don't know if I'm butchering that word. Um, <laughs> I think I am, but you know, everybody knows what the hell I mean. Words is not one of my strong suits over here. Uh, definitely middle of the pack. And, and that's going to be a common theme on this show because we are, I read off the records last year. These teams are so evenly matched and every game is, is such a flip of a coin. What's your take on these Mountaineers? Yeah, so last year, App State, you mentioned it. They were 16 and 16 overall, 500. Mm -hmm. They were 9 and 9 in the conference, 500. This was like a middle of the road, plain, simple team, vanilla. App State, though, they're the only team in the Sun Belt Conference that returns all five starters. Yeah. Uh, just because the Mountaineers have the most con continuity in the league doesn't mean that they're instantly going to jump into title contention in the conference because this was a poor offense last year. It ranked 255th overall in the country and eighth in the Sun Belt for effective field goal percentage, and they were dead last in free throw percentage, only hitting 65% from the charity strike. That needs to – both – those stats need to take a, a large jump forward for them to be competing in the top half of the league consistently. They can they can jump up and knock off one of these top teams, but I don't I don't predict them finishing the top half of the league. The Mountaineers are defensively sound, and that's going to keep them in close games. But yep. you know, Ken Palm actually has Appalachian State first, and Torvik has the Mountaineers second. Now, I like their continuity, and that's going to come in handy early in the season. App State plays Oregon State early in the year, the second week of the season. That, that could be live here against the Beavers, but yep. I'm going to look to fade them early in conference play. And uh, pulling up Ken Palm, you mentioned him. Um, everybody, the, the winning record is projected at 11-7 and seven right now. So, like I said – Expect a lot of fucking parody in this league. And, and you go all the way down. It's all between 11 and 7 wins. Um, Preseason Kern-Palm ain't, ain't gospel. So. No, it's not. But I, you do look at Dustin Kearns, who's really turned it around there. And last year or two years ago, they were second in the league, fourth uh, three years ago. So I kind of expect to bounce back towards that top four tier. So I, I'm I'm high on this team. Stay tuned. They, I think they're going to be in my top five once we get to the end of the show and we rank our teams one to fourteen. But this is going to be a hard league to rank with the, all the parity. <laughs> I, uh, I really don't think you could could you could go wrong outside of maybe a top three in this conference. Yes, no, no doubt. So, well, let's go over to Jonesboro, Arkansas, where we got the Red Wolves coming in. Brian Hodgson comes over from the Alabama Crimson Tide in his first season, Nate Oates guy. Uh, they, they, they only depart a couple guys for a new coach, Omar L. Shaky, uh, 11 points a game, nine rebounds, so a double-double guy, Marquise Davis. But they bring in some, some talented transfers because that's what Hodgson did at Buffalo with Nate Oates, and that's what he did at Alabama when they were there. Darian Ford from Arkansas, so went into the SEC, Laquille Hardet from Buffalo, where they came from as well. Freddie Hicks from Tarleton State. Deon, DeAndre Dominguez from UMass. And then Tyron Todd from Northwest Florida State. That is a 
junior college. That's a good program. This team is talented, um, in my opinion. I, I kind of think in Hodgson's first year, it will take a minute, but I under uh, Bellato, who was a the guy there before, talent was not the issue. They just couldn't put it together once they got to league play. They knocked off teams in bye games, but they just never could put it together. I kind of... I kind of think this team's going to be a little bit better than people expect. How about you? Yeah, with a better, with a, you would think it's a better coach. I mean, he's coming from NATO's coaching tree initially yep. here, so I would I would think there's a little bit of a step up. They return the second most minutes out of any team in the Sun Belt from last season. That's a common theme here with the first and second team. App State had the most. Arkansas State had the second most minutes returning, um, and offensively, this team should be taking a step up because. You mentioned talent's not an issue, but this team was 13th in offensive efficiency. Now you're bringing in an offensive mind that was over there with Nate Oates. I think there definitely is room for a step up. Um, and four guys on this projected starting five played 29 or more minutes last season. So, and three of them, two of them were juniors and two of them were seniors a season ago. So there's experience on this roster new new tenure uh new era here for uh in jonesboro i i tend to think that they'll take a step up i don't know how high i'll have them finishing um is this hodgson's first job uh yes but he was a junior college head coach and those guys have been those guys have been successful i mean you look at mccaslin at texas tech now that's that actually was at arkansas state and then north texas chris beard plenty of examples where these guys that ran a G especially in this day and age where we depend on the portal. That's all the junior college guys do is, is recruit a new roster every single year. You gotta, you gotta fill 13 spots. So I kind of like him coming, coming into this situation. And I think 10 to one kind of speaks to it too, that they're not as long a shot as people think. Yeah. I mean, to your point too, like he's used to turning over rosters, but he really didn't do too much to, adjust what already was kind of the core of this roster as, as four returners are probably going to be end up, end up starters this season. Yeah. Well, I think it speaks to the talent that they had. They just, that's, I mean, that's Bilotto the point couldn't, I was trying to yeah. prove. I wasn't sure if I got that across or not. But yeah. Thanks. No, Bellotto couldn't, Bellotto couldn't, couldn't get the most out of what they needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into the next team, but first we got to talk about, well, prize picks. Uh, everybody knows prize picks. Get over there with a little bit of prop action. Basketball season is here. When you pick a combo of projections across football and basketball, specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections. That includes two or more players from the different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey together at 10.5 combos of three points and receptions together. And if you want to play alongside some of the prize picks' favorite players, like rapper Meek Mill. How about that? Meek Mill and, and uh, comedian Andrew Schultz or uh, Pick Dundee. You could, you could, you could follow his picks. Uh, you can <laughs> find community plays under the promo tab and use the app. Entry some of the largest and biggest names out there, or you can just fade them. That's another option you could do. Price Fix <laughs> even offers a reboot policy. I mean, it's a good, it's a good strategy with uh, LeBron. Just fade his picks so that your entries stay in 
play even what, if one man? of your players play with all these NBA players. He should know what they're doing, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he's going to be an Iowa State Cyclone or Iowa Hawkeye with the way he's going for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits a game in the first half and doesn't return, that player's rebooted. I know everybody likes to hear that. I mean, it, plenty of bad beats. Bijan Robinson, cough, cough. Prize Picks is the only daily sports <laughs> platform with the and injury insurance, even including a headache. How about that? Uh, I mean, I like prize picks. I've used prize picks for, for years and years. I know Noah's used prize picks for years and years. And they have a simple way to get down on the action and, and make a little bit of cash. So get over there. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use the code SGPN for a first deposit bonus up to $100. Prizepicks.com. Sign up code SGPN. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Uh, we're also brought to you by the MMA Gambling Podcast, and they just launched their new YouTube channel. In honor, we're giving away MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. But you got to be subscribed. That's a catch. So get over there to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie. Submit your entry today and subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. Okay, we are back. So- Mac, it's pretty well documented, actually, that my first prize picks entry was on Christmas Day in 2022. So not a full year that I used prize picks, but it was a six-legger Christmas Day college basketball and six for six. Um, But if anybody is hip to the breaking news, we're recording this on Halloween, like we mentioned earlier in the show. Um, November 8th, prize picks will no longer be legal in the state of Michigan. So... (laughs) I mean, you like, broke them. You broke them. I, I get like two prize fix entries for like the opening day and the second day of college basketball. But I mean, after that, you won't see anything from me. Yeah, you <laughs> might I, have to I don't take... get prize fix with the guys. I don't get underdog with SGPN. Come on, man. Yeah, you might have to drive that LeBaron over there to like Wisconsin or, or Minnesota. Yeah, or Ohio. Get the, that the LeBaron. The Ohio border is not too far from me, but I'm not that degen. Yeah, get that LeBaron going and get get over there and get in some prize picks. So I'll tell you what, I don't know if the LeBaron can make it this far. Could he make it down to Coastal Carolina and Myrtle Beach? Coastal Carolina, what? fucking year is cliff ellison now my god he is headed into his 17th season and about his 99th year in college basketball he's been everywhere clemson auburn you name it coastal carolina he sings in the he's a singer he's a musician in the offseason he loses a shitload he uses uh josh uduji 13 points a game Assam mustafa 12 points a game antonio day 12 points a game Jamaro Brown, 13 points a game. Linton Brown, 9 points a game. Basically loses everybody. Uh, incoming, we got Brian Freeman, transfer from Rhode Island. Kevin Easley coming over from the Duquesne Dukes. Uh, Janika Ojikawa from the George Mason Patriots. Murslav Stoffel from Central Michigan. Go Chips. And John Sanders from Transfer Junior College from East L.A. College. Well, there's a lot unknown with this team. Uh, Cliff Ellis, obviously, like I said, Cliff Ellis has been there 100 years, 17th year. I mean, you, you almost want to kind of blindly back Cliff Ellis, but I kind of feel like Cliff Ellis is at the tail end of his career. I mean, you look at the last couple of years there, he hasn't won 20 games since 2016-17. I know it's been a transition for this program from the Big South over to the Sun Belt, a step up. 
But I, I, this is a bottom half of the league team for me. How about you? 100%. I mean, they lose a lot of last year's team. You could say, hey, maybe, uh, you know, addition by subtraction and the team yeah. came in 12th in the Sun Belt, 11 and 20. But you look at this year's roster and there's not much here, uh, not much experience at all. The, the bench is, uh, you got Jimmy Nichols and Miroslav Stoffel, who are graduate seniors, but after that, there's nothing here. Um, and I, personally, like uh, the front court is something that I, t- I like the back here in the regular season. Uh, it's a brand new one. And Kevin Easley and Ojiako, and neither of them played more than 13 minutes a game last season. Um, they come in from bigger conferences, so you'd hope that <coughs> that would uh, – they come in from the A-10 going into the Sun Belt, so you hope the adjustment isn't too much, but neither of them played much. So uh, the bright spot of this team, Henry Abraham, senior point guard. He played 23 and a half minutes last season. Um, <laughs> again, only four points a game last year, but they're going to rely on him to, you know, try to take take the reins of this offense and, uh, you know, come in, the t- come in the middle, I think, is their goal uh, of the Sun Belt. Make the Sun Belt tournament and try to do some damage there. Yeah, we're fading them. All right, next up. <laughs> we're, fa- <laughs> we're, fading, we're fading the chance, so get over there. Chance. Uh, not, uh, chance. Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's get over to George Southern the Eagles. Screaming Eagles out of Statesboro, Georgia. Charlie Henry, another Alabama assistant. So we got two Bama assistants from the NATO tree, 17 and 16 last year, nine and nine in fun belt play. They lose a good bit. Jalen Finch, 11 points a game. Andrea Savarso, uh, 14 points a game. Caden Archie, Archie, nine points a game. Kamari Brown, seven points a game. Ty Strickland, seven points a game. Going through the portal here, you got Eugene Brown coming over from the Buckeyes. Uh, Deuce Dean from Hampton. They got Jamar Franklin coming over in league play from South Alabama, also from the junior college slash D2 ranks. Malik Tedwell from Bluefield State. Avante Parker from Gray Academy. Um, I mean, I felt like this team was better from a talent standpoint last year, kind of like Arkansas State and kind of speaks to why they have a new coach. They do lose a lot. I I don't know. This is kind of a mystery team, to be honest, where you just don't know how they're going to fit under Charlie Henry. Probably would lean to bottom half. How about you here in in this uh, Georgia Southern team, Noah? They lose five of their top six scorers from a season ago. But, uh, you know, Henry does a good job in the portal and at least bringing in some experience. I mean, you've got eight, seven seniors on this on this roster right here. So. Yeah. I mean, the, their entire rotation is going to be basically seniors. And a couple of them, and Tyron Moore, Malik Tidwell, and Deuce Dean, played a good bit last season. Tyron Moore returning from last year's squad, 25 minutes, nine and a half points per game. And Malik Tidwell, like you mentioned, coming in from Bluefield State. Um, we don't know what he's going to give you at the D1 level. And that kind of goes with Deuce Dean stepping up from Hampton uh, to the Sun Belt here. I like the experience, but I don't know how high their ceiling can be. So I I think that this is probably like a, a bottom half team. Yeah, I mean you look at Brian Burke, who was there, a Chris Beer guy the right before he finished his forty two and forty four 
it's kind of where I see him. 500 team um, overall, so not high on this Georgia Southern team. Let's go over to the other Georgia team. That's the Georgia State Panthers, who uh, we got Jonas Hayes, brother of Jarvis Hayes, um, in his second season at GSU Sports Arena. Mentioned it. They really struggled last year, finished last in the league, 3-15 and in fun belt play, and they lose a bunch of guys, kind of. Hey, we finished in last. Get the hell out of here. Colin Moore's out. 14 points a game. Jaheim Hudson, 10 points a game. Evan Johnson, 9 points a game. Kalik uh, Brooks out as well. Via the portals are bringing in Tanari Lane from Winthrop. Good get. Yeah, that is a good get. Ricky Bradley Jr. from VMI. Jaden Turner from Queens. Leslie Nickerwellum um, from Longwood. <laughs> Lady Longwood. Julian Mackey from Oklahoma A&M, and Lucas Taylor from uh, Wake Forest. So, yeah, this this is an interesting team, actually. It is. Um, year two of the Jonas Hayes era. I don't know. I haven't seen it from Jonas Hayes either. Like, it's only the second year. They should take a step back. They'll be out of the basement. Maybe they can work their way into the middle of the league. How about you? I'm kind of right there with you. I think this is an interesting team. Uh, definitely, uh, he didn't show you much in his first year in Atlanta, but Jonas Hayes kind of does what you would want a second-year coach to do. I mean, he brings back his point guard, who's a junior. He played 34 minutes a game. That's Dwan Odom, who averaged 13 points per game. He brings back his senior uh, guard tandem and Brendan Tucker, 32 minutes a game, 13 points a game last year as well. And then he goes out and gets Tanari Lane, who I think is a great get from the Big South, uh, from Winthrop, a winning program. Um, and that right there is a really, really good backcourt. I mean, that's going to get you places. Uh, and by places, I mean out of the cellar. Uh, the front court leaves a little bit to be desired. Uh, Jermaine, Mann, uh, Jermaine Mann comes back from a 10-point season last year. Uh, look for his role to expand a little bit. I, I think this team's going to be a, a middle of the pack team. Actually, I think they're out of the cellar and they'll they'll jump up and bite some people. I, I have them coming probably in like eighth or tenth, like eighth through tenth that range. Yeah, I I I can see it. Noah Beanie's buying in. Let's go. He's Man. buying into those uh, Panthers um, from the Georgia State University. Uh, before we get over to a couple really good teams that are coming up here, we got to talk about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter with the NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer with historical data. Enter any parlay into the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to break down each and every leg so you know which one you get the best value on. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching Hall of Fame bets to craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty. Let's get over to a team that's kind of was a darling little bit of ours last year, and that's the JMU Dukes. Uh, 22-11, and 12-6. and six. They, uh, by the way, I actually may be going to a game here in about three weeks. Radford Highlanders, my Radford Highlanders. Let's go. The I'm taking on JMU. Tour. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to Radford VCU on November 17th, and I may scoot over to 
JMU Friday, November 19th, because my brother's a senior there. And obviously I'm a Radford fan because my, my, uh, Darius Nichols is head coach there. There you go. Have the tour dates released yet? Are those out? Yet? No, I'm working. On, I'm working. On, I'm finalizing <laughs> details. Everybody in the state of Virginia, I'm coming to see you at least once this year. So whether you're, whether you're at the flaming libs <laughs> in Lynchburg, you're at the beach at Norfolk state with Hampton as well. Uh, what else we got? We got the Hokies. We got the Cavs. I mean, I may boycott the ACC schools. Fuck them. I don't need to go see them. Uh, just kidding. I will go see everybody. And obviously, I go to multiple VCU and Richmond games. Definitely prefer VCU. You can Wine and cheese the, crowd with the Spiders. You can use the ACC schools as kind of to prop you up in the other in the other conferences. You can you can go to yeah. a, a Big East team playing at an ACC school or like an SEC challenge game at an ACC school. There you go. Or I'll, I'll, I'll go to Virginia and Virginia Tech and just root for hopefully the dog wins. Come on, let's win a bye <laughs> game. Fuck these schools. So <laughs> anyway, I'll tell you a school I love, man. And I, I, I love this. I went and saw them. They actually lost the game I went to. I went and saw them play Marshall the last week of the season. It was for – they were going back and forth down the stretch for first place in the Sun Belt. Mark Beington, uh, fourth season after he was at Georgia Southern, comes over to JMU, that beautiful new at, at Atlantic Union Bank Center that seats about 8,500 people. And I'm telling you, we're seeing what's happening in football. It's about to start happening in basketball, just place like it has for Liberty. This place is going to start getting lit, and this is going to turn into a big-time home court advantage. Uh, they do lose some people. Uh, a couple guys, Vado Moritz, 12 points a game. Takal Molson, 11 points a game. Mezzi Afurum, 10 points a game. Alonzo Sully, 8 points a game. Tyree and Hatcho, 4 points a game. But, I mean, he's been good in the portal. He's he, That's where he kind of made his bread and butter last year. Michael Green from Robert Morris coming in. TJ Bickerstaff from Boston College. Bryant Randleman from High Point. Raekwon Horton Charleston. Quincy Allen from Colorado. Um and they win a freshman with Jalen Carey. I kind of, I kind of buy into this team. Um, they, they took a step in Beanton's fourth year. They were kind of around that five hundred. Um, I mean, Edwards could be a player of the year in this league. I think they're right there once again. They finished one game back. I think that they're right there to win the league this time, and I may pick them. I know they're only plus 250. They actually are the betting odds favorite, which kind of surprised me. Are you high on this team as well, Noah? I'm not really surprised by them being the odds-on favorite, but I don't know if I'm, like, extremely high on James Madison. I don't know if it's, like, the Patty C effect that makes me want to like him more than I do because uh, – we, we respect the JMU Dukes. Rank them in your CFP poll, everybody. Um, but, you know, the, the Dukes, they lose three starters from last year's team that jumped out to a really hot start. Um, however, according to Torvik, James Madison still enters the year with the most experienced roster in the Sun Belt, and it's actually not really close either. Uh, you can contribute that to a deep bench and a projected starting five that contains three fifth-year seniors and two yeah. redshirt juniors. One of them being Terrence Edwards. Uh, he shot 53% from the field and 45.8% uh, from three while playing excellent defense last year. And overall, that is what we saw from JMU last year. And we expect to see that again. Elite shooting as they were the 31st best three-point shooting team in the country last year. And they had the best defense in the Sun Belt, according to Ken Pond. So 
all that tells me that I, I think this is a really good culture in James Madison, and I don't really see them slowing down. However, I think there are probably a couple of other teams that are worth betting on than James Madison at plus 250 as the odds on favorite. So I do like this uh, being 10 team with the with James Madison. However, I, I think you could try to pick out a couple of other teams in the Sun Belt because we, we have said there's a, a good amount of parity. Um, there typically yeah. is a top half and a bottom half, but at any given day, James Madison was dropping teams to the bottom of the conference last year. So, yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. Know so this this is a good team. This this would be a twenty plus win team. So we'll see if they can get it done on the uh, in the league front. To, Let, to my point, uh, they lost to Texas State. <laughs> Last year, at they home. were they were really up and down. They yeah. they they started off like the best team in America. I think they were like five six and zero, and they almost won at Virginia. They were right there to win on the money line. The game was back and forth. I, I knew there was a it was a there was a head scratcher in here in the in the late back half of the schedule. They they lost to Texas State. They lost to Georgia Southern. Uh, so anything can happen in the Sun Belt. I I really don't think the odds on favorite is the way to go if you're betting on this conference. I agree. I agree. I'm not betting it, but I may pick them to win it. But. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to have a bet in the Sun Belt either. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go over to a team that made some money in the postseason. That was Bob Marlin in his 14th year. He got it done for the Rage of Cajuns at the Cajun Dome. Jordan Brown is gone. That's a big hit. Uh, average 20 points a game, nine rebounds. Greg Williams, 13 points a game. Terrence Lewis, 11 points a game. Jalen Delcourt, six points a game. They don't really bring in that much. They kind of went the Juco route. He juked it up with uh, Hassani Kategi from uh, Three Rivers College, Blake Butler from East Mississippi, London Fields from Tupolo. I got to think that they're going to take a step back. I know Marlon has proven it. He's been to the dance multiple times, but, I mean, you lose Jordan Brown and multiple guys. You got to take a step back. What's your thoughts on these Cajuns, man? Yeah, I'm like uh, I'm afraid that it's like a little disrespectful. I mean, taking Marlin to fall back into the middle of the pack of this conference. You know, they they tied for second last year, and they they just didn't replace the production that they lost. I mean, there's yeah. like seven or seven guys on this roster that haven't played D1 ball, um, and the backcourt is going to be a positive for this team. Themis Folks, Kentrell Garnett, both played over 27 minutes a game last year. Look for them, uh, their roles to definitely expand. But the front court is a little bit of an issue here. There's a lot of inexperience overall on the entire team, but I think that's the big hole for me is the front court because there's absolutely no depth there. Uh, there's only one forward on the bench besides uh, the three that are in this starting projected starting five. So uh, I think that could rear an ugly issue here for the Cajuns. So. I don't know where I should have them falling, but I definitely don't have them finishing in the top half of this conference. Yeah, I I mean, you look at Marlin before last year, he finished eighth a couple years ago, second, then eighth. So he's been 8-2, 8-2. I kind of think they're in that 6-7 range. I, I think okay. that they're, they, they won't ever suck under Bob Marlin. His lowest he's ever finished is eighth, so two out of the last four years. But he's going to – he's going to make sure that they aren't embarrassing. So they're going to find a way to grind out half the games just based off his culture, in my opinion, and toughness. 
Yeah, I kind of like that spot. I'll probably have him probably in the middle of the pack. Not too far into the bottom half, um, but definitely not too high on this team. I'll say that. Well, let's see if you're high on this team because most likely you won't be, and that is Keith Richards, Monroe Warhawks. What do you mean, Warhawks. eighty to one to win the Sun Belt title? The longest <laughs> shot. You don't think I'm gonna be high on the Warhawks? They're terrible. Uh, <laughs> they what, what year? What year they were? We. I'm pulling it up real quick. What year? Richard's in his 14th year, but unlike Marlon, he's 152 and 252. So I'm not really sure how he continues to just be retained. I, I guess, I guess they don't really put a lot of resources in at UL Monroe. Um, <laughs> never fade a bound in a big game, as Patty she would say. But like I said, he's in his 14th year. Jamari Blackman uh, gone, 13 points a game. Thomas Howell gone, 10 points a game. Victor. Bafudu, seven points a game, and Langston Powell gone as well. Got in the portal, bring over Jerry Nakopo from St. Peter's, Macaulay Willis from Fairfield, couple uh, junior college guys in PD, uh, McCarney from Hines Community College, Tyrese Watson from Coheis uh, College, wherever that is, and Kelton Williams from Midlothian. That's right, right near me. Um, I mean. Maybe they could not finish last. I don't know. I mean, this team isn't what, what's your thoughts on this team? I'm not very, how can you paint a picture that this team's going to be any good? I don't, I don't know if you can. Um, I guess, I guess the, the positive picture is there's some continuity in the projected starting five. You have three seniors, a junior and a redshirt sophomore and go pot. I think that's going to be how you pronounce that. He comes in from St. Peter's, but <clears throat> particularly I think this is another team where they're very weak in the front court and there's no depth to show for it in this roster. Uh, the one bright spot on this team is Tyreek Locure, 32 minutes a game last year, 14 and a half points. Um, he, again, is probably going to be like a one-man show here uh, for a team that's probably going to finish, if not in the cellar, pretty close to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think – I think we're seeing eye to eye on the Warhawks. Let's go over to a team that I, I do like. I, I like this team a lot. And I, I mean, not the biggest Marshall fan, their little brother in, in, in West Virginia, but you can, them. you can respect them. Uh, I respect them when they're not, <laughs> when they're not talking. That, okay. You, you yeah. respect their TBT team. Yeah, they they're they're one and three against us. They they got they got they got their one Super Bowl win. So uh Dan D'Antoni in his tenth season, Tavion Kinsley, uh twenty points a twenty-two points a game. That is a big loss. Andrew Taylor, twenty points a game. Micah hand locked in eight points a game. They uh they they go in the portal, they bring in Nate Martin from Texas State, Cam Crawford from Indiana State, Kevon uh Voyles from Maryland Eastern Shore. Uh, Ryan Nutter's a freshman that's coming in. Man, that mm. – I mean, those are two big guys to lose, and Andrew Taylor and, and Kinsley. Well, they're, that, they're two 20-point scores from a season ago. Yeah, that, I mean, that's so. that's 42 points a game, but you do know with D'Antoni that they're still going to be able to score. It, it's yeah. about – last year I thought they were better defensively than they have been in the past, but, I mean, losing those two horses – that was their first year in the Sun Belt too, coming over from Conference USA. So definitely yeah. uh, was a nice change of pace for them. 
I'll still say top five. Yeah, I, I think the I think the change of pace actually helped them. Um, you oh, know, it did one hundred percent. They stepped down the, the league. The, yeah, the Sun Belt. I was actually talking about like true pace. Um, yeah. You know, they have some snails in the conference. Uh, uh, six teams, three hundred and second or worse in tempo. Uh, so some. Slow-moving teams uh, last season. Um, actually, no, five, 292nd or slower. But there were two faster than 22nd, and Marshall was one of them. The other one was James Madison. Both saw really good success last year. So if you're going the, the other way, <laughs> kind of like the anti-slow uh, slow defensive pace game in the Sun Belt, you're seeing some success. Um, and So I basically get athletes. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you talked about it. They they lose Kinsey, Taylor, Micah, uh, all three starters from a season ago. Those three are very tough to replace. One new addition to this team is Cam Crawford. He had a pretty weird tenure at Indiana State. I looked into it. You know, his freshman year, he was an efficient shooter. He was uh, kind of a role player, but he shot at fifty two percent from the field, forty two percent from three. Um, going into the sophomore year, I don't really know what happened, but he didn't see a whole lot of playing time. So then he chose to sat out, sit out. Um, now he lands in uh, Huntington, West Virginia. Um, and the other ad that Coach D'Antoni made was Kavon Voiles from a Maryland Eastern Shore team that came out of nowhere last season. Voiles led the Hawks in scoring, and he was also an efficient shooter. So you're adding two... I mean, I really, I, I don't, I don't know if there's any like character. I, I'm, I'm not plugged in. I, don't, I don't know what's up with Crawford, but he's an efficient shooter. They add another efficient shooter in Boyles. I, I tend to believe in D'Antoni and his fast-paced offense, um, via the trend that we saw last season with them and James Madison. So I'll have them in the top half of my standings. I'm not 100% bought into this team either, competing for a regular season title, just because they lose so much production, but. I th- I think the the pedigree is going to get get them there, coaching pedigree. There there's going to be some good long shot opportunities here. Well, more and more. I mean, Jam JMU and Marshall, yeah, they're the two favorites, but they got holes. They they got holes. They're good. They're don't get me wrong, they're good. But like, I'm not pounding the table. Be like, this is the team that's going to win the league. So yeah, yeah. there's going to be plenty of parity in some though. We've kind of hinted at that a couple of times, but it's true. Uh, let's go over to a team that I think could be a dark horse. I always think they could be a dark horse. And let's go to the Virginia Beach, baby, where Jeff Jones is getting going. Eleventh year, always love Jeff Jones. Does a great job there. Uh, Nineteen and twelve, eleven and seven. He's always in the mix. He departures. Tyreek Scott Grayson, fourteen points a game. McCauley Long, eleven points a game. Ben Staley, ten points a game. Fison Fields, five points a game. They got they they got some they got some guys coming in. I mean Tyrone Williams from Oregon, RJ Blankney from Dayton, Devin Caesar from Buffalo, uh, Danny Pounds, Vashon uh, Alet, and Yamari Alet. How about that? The brothers, the Alet brothers are coming to town. Um, I mean, anytime you can bring in some high major size, some transfers. I mean Jeff Jones, you. He's been there, done that. He's been to the tournament. Um, I, I I think 
They were hurt by the injury bug a couple years ago. I think this team at 10 to 1 has a shot to win the league. Yeah, 100%. That was going to be my point here is you're if you're if you're shopping for a cute little pup, this is it because they bring in the talent from uh, the, the portal for sure to have them competing. And if you're looking to buy low in a team, it's ODU because uh, both Torvik and Ken Palm, the guys that pretty much set the lines for Vegas because their models are public, they have ODU kind of near the middle of the pack um, and much lower than some of the other teams. So um, with Old Dominion, I think you mentioned that there's plenty of talent, but also defensively, this team is going to be pretty in your face and physical. Um, they were third uh, in opponent effective a field goal percentage last year, and they've got plenty of length. Um, bringing in a couple of high major uh, transfers and a kid from Dayton is going to help that, is only going to help that, in my opinion. So Old Dominion is definitely going to be a contender this season. Uh, I'm quite excited for the Monarchs. Yeah, they have a one, or they came over from Conference USA as well, and they they, they were bit by the injury bug, man. I I, I kind of think that another year here in this league, a year to adapt from Jeff Jones. He won it American. He's been to the tournament at uh, ODU as well. Definitely high on the Monarchs this year. Definitely going to be at a couple of those games this year. So, some belt, fun belts. They're going to need somebody to like you know jump into a, a lead score role, uh, you know, like a, a number one option. I think that's the only hole that you can really poke in this roster. That's fair. Yep. All right, Noah, let's get over to the South Alabama Jaguars. I feel like this team is always talented and they kind of underachieve. So Rich Riley, what year is Rich Riley in now already? His sixth season over in Mobile, Alabama. I feel like they're always 9-9. Nine to nine. They have talent. Key departures, Isaiah Moore's out, 19 points a game. Kevin Samuel, the former TCU Horn Frog, 10 and 9 a game. Owen White, 9 points a game. Greg Parham, 10 points a game. But you know, uh Richie Riley, he's always going to bring in good talent to the transfer portal. He's got Isaiah Gator coming over from Assumption, Maxwell Lamb from St. Francis PA, Thomas Howell from UL Monroe, Samuel Tabby from uh Seton Hall, Seton Hill, sorry, Seton Hill. Ethan Kaiser, too, baby. For, yeah, yeah, that, that is a good D2. And then a couple of freshmen, Ethan Kaiser and Marcus Melender. I mean, they're, they're always kind of in the middle of the pack for, for me. They're always talented. Uh, I mean, what, what, Rich Riley, what is he – what's his overall record in his first five years? I feel like they are literally 500 every single year that he's there. No, actually, he's been a little bit better. 17 and 17, 20 and 11, 17 and 11, 21 and 12, 19 and 16. I'm going to say middle, man. This is this is a middle of the pack team for me. I lean towards the top half. The only reason why is because they bring in some experience from the portal. Um, and Tyrell Jones, their point guard, returns from last season. Um, and they also bring in uh, – I'm willing to take a shot on uh, Riley bringing in a couple of the JUCO guys. They they lose their top four scores from a season ago. That's never a positive thing. But no. th- they replaced it with three guys that played over 30 minutes a season ago. So I, I think that, I mean, this team last year finished tied for seventh. That's probably going to be where I have them, either seventh 
seventh top half, sixth or seventh for me, uh, for the Jaguars because the backcourt's going to have some experience. Um, and overall, the the team is kind of old. Where are they at? Uh, they are experience-wise, yeah, yeah, the second most experienced team uh, entering the Sun Belt in the preseason here. So that's definitely a positive, something that I'm willing to buy into. Not too high on them, but I, I think they're a top half team. Yeah, I six eight range, another six eight range team. I'll have like six teams in the six eight range, and I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta I gotta actually rank them. <laughs> Uh, let's go over to a team that was a darling in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Jay Ladner did a great job last year. They do lose a lot. They lose Felipe Hase from uh, South Carolina originally, 15 and 6. DeAndre Pinckney, 13 points a game. Denny J. Harris, 9 points a game. And I mean, <laughs> fascinating transfer portal class. Andre Carabello. Over from St. John's in Illinois, Victor Awarkor from UNLV, Tegra Az from Harkham. Oh man, this could be dumpster fire written all over it, <laughs> or this could be this could be brilliant. That was my knee jerk reaction was dumpster fire, and I I looked into it a little bit more. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean to dumpster fire. Carabelle is a cancer wherever he goes. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy into Carabello here. Ta- uh, talented, and they finished like 10th. I'm, I'm going to buy into Carabello and Southern Miss here. They, they're another team. They lose three of their top four scores from a year ago, but their top score in senior Austin Crowley returns. Uh, the story of the team is that, you know, Jay Lander and – he used that Brett Favre volleyball court money, uh, the blood <laughs> money, to bring in Andre Carbello in the transfer portal. Um, you know, everybody knows what comes with Carbello. It's a little, a little bit of head games, uh, some Baggage. tremendous, <laughs> some tremendous defense, good ball movement, but also a tendency to have a couple of blockhead turnovers a game. Uh, but overall, like, I, I think <laughs> this is what the portal is supposed to do. I mean, you have a player that was outmatched in the Big Ten. He transfers over to the Big East. He's still a little bit out, outmatched. He's like, okay, maybe the high major level is not really for me. You can drop down to the mid-major ranks. You can get a second or for Curbelo's chance. Curbelo's case, it's a third chance here uh, for a mid-major team. Play a major role on the team. Curbelo is going to have that chance to truly break out alongside Crowley, who's an excellent scorer. Uh, so – I, I grabbed this from Brian Roth in the Almanac. Southern Miss ranked in the top 80 in the country last year in turn, turnover rate. That's obviously going to take a hit when you bring in Curbelo. But defensively, he's still going to he's gonna keep that there. Their three-point defense was very good. Their effective field goal percentage defensively was also top 80, largely to the ability they were able to pressure around the, def, uh, the perimeter. Curbelo comes in. He's going to be able to help you know, kind of keep that in order. Um, from last year when they lose a couple of the pieces from that team. The Golden Eagles were also 54th in assist rate. You know, last last year I looked at it, Curbelo was still pretty good in, mo- in moving the ball around. He had four and a half assists a game last year. Um, and overall, their uh, rough says in the Almanac, their open, cutting, offensive style allowed ball handlers to play with more freedom and make decisions. 
that's kind of what Curbelo has been asking for. You know, he wasn't allowed to do it at St. John's. He had to play in the system. And Brad Underwood was not letting him even have the opportunity at Illinois. Um, and it was probably because Curbelo kind of shot himself in the foot. But yeah. the, the system should allow Nathalie Alvarez in a full season and Curbelo to thrive playmaking. I think the Golden Eagles is going to finish in the top half of the Sun Belt because of the backcourt. I, I, I'm going to buy in. <laughs> Uh, I don't think that he's going to finish the year. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. So I'm fading it's, them. It's what the transfer portal's for. At least I have yeah. a bet on my team. Uh, you on. know, you're, you're, you're a nice guy. That's why you're backing him. So <laughs> good job. <laughs> uh, Texas State, the Bobcats are up next. San, San Marcos, Terrence Johnson, his fourth season. Mason Harrell. Uh, gone 16 points a game. I felt like this team was actually a lot better than their record suggested last year. I thought they were feisty as a dog. I knew they came through for me a couple times. Uh, Nihel Caesar also gone. Nate Martin gone. Brandon Davis gone. And here comes some transfers. Christian Turner from Troy. Chris Nix from UT Martin. Colton Benson. He was in the Army. Uh, and then a couple junior college guys, of course. Josh Agaro from Colby Community College. Elijah Tate from South Plains. Um, man, 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 man. I mean, they had it rolling under um God, what was the guy's name? The 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 old guy with the with the, with the stash. He got fired. Fired for being <laughs> racist, I, I think is what he got fired for. Uh former Texas State head coach. What is his name? He did a Casper? good job. Casper, yes, Casper. And he was good at Stephen F. Austin, too. Uh, Danny Casper obviously left or was asked to leave. I, I think it was for, for, for race reasons. I can't remember exactly what it was. <laughs> uh, he, he had built incarnate words, Stephen F. Austin, Texas State. Yeah, they were 21 and 11, 24 and 10 his last two years. And then boom, he's gone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. No, he, he, he got canceled. So reading about what actually <laughs> happened. So Casper, I mean, Ter- Terrence Johnson is in his fourth year year there over at Texas State. He took over a good situation uh, other than obviously the shit that was going on behind closed <laughs> doors. Uh, two years ago, 21 and eight, they won the league. Uh, then last year, complete dumpster fire back to 11. So they won the league back to back years. They, I, I, I kind of think they're going to be back middle of the pack. I, I think this is a good program. I, I think that they actually care a little bit. So I will say that they take a step back towards the middle of the pack at Texas State's Bobcats. So they lose two starters from a season ago. It's not the worst thing in the world. However, I mean, they really didn't have an identity. They were 10th in offense efficiency, 10, 11th in defensive efficiency a season ago. Uh, I don't really know what the direction Texas State is going in with Terrence Johnson. Um, they've got three fifth-year seniors in the starting five. None of them played huge roles a season ago. Um, and Drew Drennan is stepping into the point guard role. Uh, he was more of a wing player last season. He shot 37% from three, 37% from the field, basically just a, a three-point sharp, sharp shooter. I, I have some question marks on this team. I'm not going to have them come in the middle of the pack. I, I think they're a bottom-half team. Rob makes a good point that they were a covering machine in February. That's what I mean. I remember betting on them. And 
they made it to the semis in uh in the in the fun belt tournament. They were right there to beat Louisiana. They almost <laughs> made the finals. I remember this being like this team is playing better, and they they were my long shot. They were like sixty to one or some crazy shit, and uh, obviously didn't come through. But they won three games in March. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll take a flyer, not not to win the league. Fuck no, but uh, so they beat Georgia State. They beat Old Dominion. They had a good win against Marshall. They killed Old three. Dominion. Yeah, Old they Dominion beat ODU beat by, by like sixty. Yes, yes. <laughs> Colby and I, yes, Colby and I had ODU as our other future. I was like, well, you can burn that puppy. So, <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to the final team in this great Sunbelt Funbelt leave, and that is the former former uh, Chris Beard, uh, place where he used to coach the Troy Trojans. The Troy Trojans coming off a twenty and thirteen season, eleven and seven in league play. They're sitting at fifty to one. Scott Cross in his fifth season, he's a good coach. He got completely jobbed at UT Arlington at Trojan Arena. He's done a good job there. He loses a bunch of Zay Williams, 12 points a game. Nelson Phillips, 11 points a game. Kiefer, or Kiefer, punter, eight points a game. Darius McNeil. But he's going in. I mean, he's bringing in a good good class here from the JUCOs, and that's what he did at Arlington as well. He's doing it at Troy, Tayden Connorway from Ranger College, Theo Sang from Eastern Arizona, Miles Rigsby, freshman in high school. Then a couple more junior college in Tyler Junior College. We got Marcus Rigsby, Randarius Jones as well from Louisiana Southwest. They don't bring back a lot, but man, I'm telling you, I I like Scott Cross a lot. I think he's one of the better coaches in this league. Uh, he's in his fifth season already there. I did not realize he's already been there five years. In his five years, he took over dumpster fire from. Uh, the guy that was with Stansberry that, that that drove it into the ground. First year, 9-22, and 22, then 11 wins, and then back-to-back 20 wins. His last three seasons at UT Arlington, all won 20 wins. I have no reason to think he won't find a way to win 20 again. I know they lose a lot, but I'll, I'll say they're the top half. I'll, I'll buy into the Troy Trojans and Scott Cross's culture. Yeah, so this team is actually like one of the youngest teams coming into the season. Mm-hmm. Uh and the thing about Troy last year, they were the number one defense in conference play. Um, so that's that's one thing that Cross, I think, is going to be able to, to do with a roster that's pretty unproven is get them to play defense. And if you're bought into them, I, I think this could be kind of a like a, uh, a team that kind of overachieves expectation. I think the expectation right now is like 13th or 14th, like around all these previews that have them. Um, Ken Palm has them 11th and they are uh, 11th or 12th in Torvik. Um, I, I tend to think that they're not going to be good enough to come in the middle of the pack, but this is a team that with defense is going to keep some games low scoring. And with that, you, you're going to have a chance to knock somebody off. So you're, you're taking a you're taking a gamble on a really unproven roster. Um, Trust the coach, though. Yeah, and he he's been able to have some success here at Troy recently. Middle of the pack finishes, and then he had a really good year in uh, 2022, won the regular season. So I, I tend to lean on uh, Scott Cross here, and just say he'll be good enough to 
maybe I think middle of the pack is probably the ceiling for the team. Yeah, that's fair. All right, man. Well, it's everybody's favorite time. It's time to dive in one through fourteen. We will lead it off in the basement. Sorry, Keith Richard. I got the Louisiana Monroe Warhawks once again finishing in the basement. <laughs> I got no reason to think that they won't. Uh yeah, I, I got UL Monroe 14th as well. Seeing eye to eye, one for one. I will say in second to last, another old coach um, that I think is kind of checked out in a way, Cliff Ellison, Coastal, Coastal Carolina, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not buying in. Uh, in 12th place, I got Georgia State, the Panthers. I am going to go with Georgia Southern. I got Georgia Southern at 11. I can see Troy outperforming 11 or 11th, but I got Troy 11, unfortunately. Ooh. Uh, here you go. Here's my bus. Southern Miss, 10. Wow. Yeah. Carabello, cancer, done. <laughs> <laughs> I got Texas State, 10. Texas State, all right. Uh, in the nine hole, let's go with the Arkansas State Red Wolves. Uh, yeah, I got Arkansas State, ninth, too. Okay. I always say that South Alabama is right in the middle of the pack. Give me the South Alabama... What is it? The Jaguars? South, South, yeah, Jaguars in the eight hole. I will go with Georgia State. Georgia State. Give me my Texas State Bobcats in the seventh spot. Uh, I think during the during the this team's portion, I predicted where I'd have them. I have Louisiana seven. That's fair. I got Troy at five. Uh, All right, six. Me... Sorry, six, six. Skipped one. I got App State at six. Got App State at six. Okay, there we go. I got Bob Marlin. I'm going to buy into the culture once more. He'll be top five. He finds a way. Wow. <clears throat> there, there's your sleeper team if you're looking for one. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> don't don't doubt him. He'll find a way. He's Bob Marlin, baby. Give me South Alabama at five. Ooh. I got the Marshall Thundering Herd at number four. I got Marshall at fourth, too. There you go. I got the Mountaineers at number three, the Appalachian State Mountaineers. I'm a bit lower on them, I guess. Um. And then I've got three contenders for the conference title here. I'm going to go with uh, Old Dominion third. Okay. Yeah, ODU at three. Um, let me check the schedule real quick. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been going with this team a couple times. Eh, it doesn't matter. I got. I'm down to two two schools in the state of Virginia. Part of my tour. JMU and ODU, I got the Old Dominion Monarchs edging out the James Madison Dukes for 
the Sun Belt, Fun Belt, regular season. Jeff Jones gets it done. Let's go. You're not including West Virginia in your Virginia tour? Uh, I mean, I, I'll be up there plenty. Yeah, I guess there. Marshall's not so, in my tour. Marshall? No, no Marshall? No, I don't go to Huntington. Oh. That's in Ohio. Uh, <laughs> um, do I go? You were super low. You shit on my take. I'm Southern Miss winning the conference. Oh, no, you do not. They're not going to win it two in a row. You shit on it. I'm going with Southern Miss one. I got James oh, Madison two. Lock battle. <laughs> <laughs> lock battle. Oh, my God. Curbelo. He showed some flashes. I'm going to believe. Yeah. I'm going to believe. by fucking polar. <laughs> All right, I like it. I, li- I like it. Everybody what can get a little. What was the other pick that you guys gave? Oh, it was USC. You guys gave me so much shit for that. Pick. Oh, you're buying it at corporate NBA fucking angle. That that team uh, sucks. They're gonna get their ass beat by K State. Uh, <laughs> I'm already I'm already locking that one. K State opening night, baby. No, Although you're Tomlin, not. Tomlin just got suspended. Yeah, he just got us. suspended too. Oh, hey, what, crime pays. Crime pays, baby. You know, a little dust up in the streets of Aggieville never hurt anybody. He didn't mean to do it. Suspend him for 10 minutes and bring him right back. Let's go. Suspend him for 10 minutes? I thought he was suspended indefinitely. Well, that could be in 10 minutes. That could be 10 months. I kind of lean towards uh, the shorter side. Missed three games and bring him back for the preseason tournament. It's not what he got in a fight downtown. Who hasn't? <laughs> so I'm buying in now. To, to the tang gang even more now so maybe i need it maybe i need to bump them up a little bit more in my uh in my rankings but i like jerome tang i mean no shit he doesn't take any shit you you do something stupid you're suspended Fucking, uh make you make your presence known he's who, he's, he's who, a damn good coach who who's gonna be the dancing guy in the locker room that was tomlin's uh job he was the dancer that did the whatever song that they fucking did i don't know that rap shit <laughs> neither do i um I don't know who steps into that role. Yeah. Who would you lose? Um, I don't know. You know, Kaluma, he, he's kind of, he's kind of under the radar. So, um, shout out to the chips getting it done in action, by the way, that just went final or <laughs> not final one second left, I guess. So Rock, Rocky Lombardi's got to go the length of the field. Uh, but Jerome anyway, Tang, Jerome Tang danced in the locker room. It might be him. He, he does. Uh, he does like the clap. He's got a couple yeah. moves. I saw, I saw them a little dance party. So, anyway, we got one more tonight. We're talking Missouri Valley. Um, I can guarantee you right now. I will say I like every team in that league. I love that <laughs> league, <laughs> especially when they play on Sunday afternoons. Absolutely fantastic. Watch. You know, I come off Saturday drinking for fifteen straight hours, yelling at the TV. Go to church. Get get my sins out. Go to brunch. Get 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 a little buzz going, and then I got a nice little. Sunday Valley action, and I can bet on some games Sunday afternoon. I love love the Valley uh, yeah. come uh, January and February. The Valley lose the St. Louis Rams. They lose their NFL team. You know what? We're going to play all of our games on Sunday. Fuck the NFL. I like it. Love it. I love it. Hey, you know what? I mean, people got side TVs. Let's go. So, uh, guys, uh, reminder, it's uh, last day in October. Halloween's done. Halloween is in the past, which means college basketball is – Six days out, which means we're five days away from the first pick show. 
which goes live Sunday night. I will let Noah tell you the time whenever we do know the time. Stay tuned. Make sure you uh, have all your notifications. Noah, what else we got schedule-wise other than the Valley uh, later this evening? Time depends on, you know, Colby. He's the star of the show. We need him to at least be ready to go, all moved in and whatnot. He should be ready to go Sunday. Sunday is his off day. He doesn't care about the NFL. So he'll be live at like 10 Eastern, don't you think? Nah, I'd probably I'd probably say it's closer to eleven, to be honest. Could be. I he 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 did start leaning towards last year, going earlier with with the big slates though. Oh, if for like sure. he, with two hundred goddamn games talking, <laughs> I mean, let, let's pull up that slate again. I got to see some of these names. It was like one hundred ninety-five games or something like that. I don't remember. But yeah, TCE Midnight Madness rolls on. I mean, tonight, like Max mentioned, like Mac mentioned, we've got. The Missouri Valley, they're all scheduled on YouTube, which is something that, you know, we're going to try to do more often this year. The time that it's currently scheduled for means absolutely nothing. I'm just going to put it out there. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it really doesn't. Like, we're late all the time, or we're waiting on games to finish all the time, or whatnot. Whether West Virginia plays on Thursday night and they get a Hail Mary thrown on them, you know, we're Uh, we're never going to happen. (laughs) We're never going to be here uh on time just accept it uh but wednesday we're playing our we're doing the whack with colby prior to the college football picks show and then mac and i will probably be back doing the southland after the pick show without colby wednesday night thursday night we'll be doing the sec first and then the socon with matt gannon uh thursday night and then friday Mac will not be here, but that will be the swack. And if we don't get to any conference, it, it, it'll happen Friday night with me and Colby. And that'll take you right into Sunday night's show, previewing the entire first slate of the college basketball season. And we we, we need to put our picks up on uh, Tally Set. Tally Set, our futures too. So yep. all these ones from, so pick our winners and uh, what else we got to do. Pick our final fours. We got we got to give out our final fours. We've got a we've got a spreadsheet that we've been lazy with on the side. We we'll put them in there and then see if uh, Kramer and them want to include it in the uh, in the what's it called the Patreon. So we'll yeah, see if that, let's see if that becomes a thing. Alrighty, I, I'm good if you are. Yeah, ready for the valley. I need to get in shape because at this rate, I'm going to have to play for uh, the Mountaineers this year with, with with all these buys that keep going down left and right. So, all right, everybody, subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. Subscribe to the College Football Experience. Don't talk about the FCS Experience. Big Twelve. That's my show. So, breaking it down, all the Big Twelve. Uh, we'll have a we'll have a show Sunday as well. We're breaking down the Big Twelve week preview. Um, got some good games right off the bat in the best league in America. But, yes, make sure you subscribe to the Sports Gambling Podcast. And uh, that's all I got. And we'll see you on, I guess, Side B, where we talk a little Missouri Valley. We are out of here.